Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Good morning. Today's scripture lesson is taken from Romans 6, verses 1 to 11, dying and rising with Christ. What then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who dies to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved into sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you please pray with me? Almighty God, we ask that as your scripture is read and your word proclaimed, that your spirit be among us, that we may feel the fiery warmth of your spirit that challenges us, that compels us, that encourages us to continually be a sign of your presence in the world by being living witnesses, living manifestations of your love. So we ask that as we lift up our meditations this morning, the meditations of our hearts and our minds and our mouths, that they may be pleasing and acceptable to you as we continue to strive to be your hands and feet in the world. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen. You might remember me saying that at some point, that in high school, I had a part-time job working at a garden center. Now, one of my tasks at the garden center was to prune some of the plants every now and then. Now, if for some reason you don't know what pruning is, pruning is the practice of selectively removing certain parts of the plant, such as branches that are either dead or need to be trimmed. Pruning is also the act of improving the shape of the plant or trimming it in a way to promote even growth. In the same way pruning benefits the overall health of a plant, our life of faith calls us to cut off or prune various aspects of our lives that are not life-giving. This act of trimming away or pruning 
is not only beneficial to ourselves, because it is, but it is also beneficial to the communities of which we are a part of as well. And that is key for us to remember. That is important, my friends, for us to remember that our life in Christ is not about any kind of individual freedom, but the well-being of the body of the whole. The passage for this morning resonates as well with something we hear from Paul, but in a different letter that he writes to the Corinthians. And in this letter, Paul says this, that all things may be lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. Let me say that one more time, that Paul says that all things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. Wise words. Wise words that we need to remember as weather gives way to warmer days. Warmer days that are luring to us, tempting to us, with opportunities that lull us into a sense of thinking that the past months we have practiced social distancing have eradicated the virus. Of course, there are other truths as well that speak to many more things that are going on in our lives. We find that in our reading this morning, there are sparks of truth, sparks of truth that call us to take our baptism seriously, to take it seriously and to understand that our life is born anew in the love of God. And that this new life is not a pass to do whatever we want especially if it's a past that we think we can do whatever we want that benefits only ourselves. Because some sacrifices need to happen. Pruning for the sake of growth and setting aside our pride so that we can take a step back and see the bigger picture God has painted for us. It is for this reason we talk about being citizens in the kingdom of God. And for those who identify themselves with the life-giving will of God, the forces of sin and death can no longer stand as an expected or anticipated reality. Because for those who put on God's mantle, our lives take guidance then from hope, Hope that is found in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Well, it means that the spheres then of our public and private lives become a little bit blurry. They start to intermingle with one another. Daily, we are challenged to live as people who are being transformed and continuing to be transformed by the Spirit of God. As the good old Protestant Reformation motto from Calvin was reformed and always reforming. So how are you living today as someone who was born anew? What are you pruning? What are you trimming or letting go of so that your life bears witness to the power and the love of God?
Perhaps it's hard for us to comprehend such a sacrifice. But God expects our lives to be different for the better. Lives that bring us to a place in which we certainly know what it is like to live in the presence of God. Sort of what I was alluding to before, that as parts of the United States and as parts of New York State continue to reopen, we must remind ourselves that just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. It's why we haven't resumed in-person worship. Now, I want to state the obvious. Of course, I miss you all. <laughs> and Karen certainly misses all of you as well. Of course we miss you. But the virus hasn't gone away. Nothing's really changed that much. And as a church, we continue to ask ourselves if putting the life of the people we are called to love at risk is something that Christ would be okay with. And if we stopped and asked ourselves that question, I think we would find that Christ would not be okay with that. Especially knowing that things have not really changed all that much. The new life we find in Christ does not give us a license to go out and do things that seem like everything has gone away. Because things, friends, are not okay. There's much that is not okay in our world today. And if we listen, if we listen, we will discover that this new life in Christ asks us to wait, to listen, and to trust more deeply than we ever have before in our lives. This waiting, this listening, this trusting is something that we can find in the ancient Christian rite of baptism. You see, along the banks of the river, or along the side of another pool of water, we would find believers being led down to the side of the waters. They would then remove their old clothes, and then after their baptism, they would climb out on the other side and receive a new set of clothes. These new clothes represented the new life they had received in Christ. And it was a visual sign that they would live their lives anew from that day forward. There are things that they promised to give up so that they could live as a reflection of the love, the life that is found in God. Life would no longer be about themselves. And life would possess a much more meaningful purpose as they sought out the well-being of all who lived in the community with them. As we're reminded in the reading today from Paul's letter to the Roman, Romans, sin kills. Sin that is founded in greed and selfishness is a force of death that dehumanizes, that reduces some even to positions of 
oppression and suffering. Think of sin as an invading force that takes and leaves nothing for those who worked first the land and brought forth good fruit. Think of sin as those depraved times of human existence where voices were silenced and squashed under oppressive hands. Sin is all those things. The force that stands antithetical to the life God offers. As overwhelming as it might seem, though, to stand up against this force, those are Paul's words that we hear this morning. Paul's message this morning is that we can overcome and be freed from sin. And all it takes is choosing to follow and trust in the life of Christ. So may we choose that pathway of life. May we choose wholeheartedly the way that brings life to those who are around us. In our baptism, Christ freed us from the bonds of sin and death. So I think it's fair to say that at the very least, may our response be a shout of hallelujah. Can I get an hallelujah? And a renewed sense of what it means to be agents of change in the world. Who makes manifest God's will, God's love, God's sense of purpose, and God's image that is instilled inside each and every one of us. Amen.